Uh, this is Daniel White the third president of Gospel Light Society International with the White House daily reading of the Chronological Bible episode number 702 where I simply read the Holy Bible in the King James Version each day in chronological order, which we're going at a slower pace than we go um, in our private devotions. And so please continue to join us as we do it this way. Uh, I think we're in year two now. Uh, This unique viewpoint, this unique arrangement of the Holy Scriptures allows us to read the whole Bible as a single true story and to see the unfolding of God's plan in history. Today, my beloved, we're reading 2 Chronicles chapter 13, verses 12 through 22. 2 Chronicles chapter 13, verses 12 through 22. Let's pray. Holy Father God, I praise you and thank you so much for a magnificent uh, service dealing with the wokeism, the blob of Beelzebub, deceptionism, and I praise you and I thank you for your energy, strength, unction, anointing, the power of your Holy Spirit, your liberty to preach. And Lord, I pray that you would do it again in this service for your glory, praise, and honor. Bless the reading of your Holy Word, the uh, praying the preaching of your holy gospel, the preaching of your holy word, the whole counsel of God, the teaching of your holy word, as well as the preaching of the gospel. We pray that lost souls would be saved, Christians would be revived, your holy name would be glorified, and Jesus Christ uh, exalted. In Jesus Christ's name I pray and for his sake. Amen. Second Chronicles chapter 13 verses 12 through 22. And behold, God himself is with us for our captain and his priests with sounding trumpets to cry alarm against you, O children of Israel. Fight ye not against the Lord God of your fathers, for ye shall not prosper. But Jeroboam caused Jeroboam caused an ambushment to come about behind them. So they were before Judah, and the ambushment was behind them. And when Judah looked back, behold, the battle was before and behind. And they cried unto the Lord, and the priests sounded with the trumpets. Then the men of Judah gave a shout, and as the men of Judah shouted, it came to pass that God smote Jeroboam and all Israel before Abijah in Judah. And the children of Israel fled before Judah, and God delivered them into their hand, 
And Abijah and his people slew them with a great slaughter, so there fell down slain. There fell down slain of Israel five hundred thousand chosen men. Thus the children of Israel were brought under at that time, and the children of Judah prevailed, because they relied upon the Lord God of their fathers. And Abijah pursued after Jeroboam and took cities from him, Bethel with the towns thereof, and Jeshanah with the towns thereof, and Ephraim with the towns thereof. Neither did Jeroboam recover strength again in the days of Abijah, and the Lord struck him, and he died. But Abijah waxed mighty, and married fourteen wives, and begat twenty and two sons, and sixteen daughters. And the rest of the acts of Abijah, and his ways, and his sayings, are written in the story of the prophet Ido. Shall we pray? Holy Father God, I praise you and I thank you for your holy word and the power of your holy word. Hide it in our hearts. Help us to meditate on it. Help us to uh, comprehend it. Help us to obey it and help us to apply it to our lives. In Jesus Christ's name I do pray and for his sake. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, family, friends, and foes, and yes, even foes in the family, and to the standing between the living and the dead, prayer, devotional, memorial, family, and evangelistic service, family members, my beloved, this is Daniel White the third. President of Gospel Light Society International with the White House Family Devotional Reading of Charles Haddon Spurgeon's classic book, Morning and Evening. This is the podcast. This is episode number 615. This is a rare treat. We have rarely rarely hear Spurgeon bring his devotional from the book of Revelation. But he is doing it today. Thou hast a few names, even in Sardis, which have not defiled their garments. May God help us, and they shall walk with me in white. 
for they are worthy. May God help us. Revelation 3, 4. We may understand this to refer to justification. They shall walk in white. That is, they shall enjoy a constant sense of their own justification by the grace of God and by faith in Jesus Christ. They shall understand that the righteousness of Christ is imputed to them, that they have all been washed and made whiter than the newly fallen snow, and at the same time, because of the transformation that Jesus Christ will bring the pass, and I'm adding this, in the heart of a born-again person, they will fear God, and they will respect God and reverence God, and do like Job and eschew evil. See, this is what the church does not want to talk about today. But born-again people, that's what they do. See, it's not just, as so many preachers have emphasized, you're being justified uh, like as you have never sinned. Uh, and, and, and that's the only thing. Uh, it is the only thing for your salvation, but my friend is going to show up in your life now because Jesus Christ is dwelling on the inside. That's why it's going to show up. My wife and I are not married for 35 years this month because of me and certainly not because of her. It is because of Jesus Christ living in me. That's it. See, he's the one on the inside who will prompt you and deal with you and lead you and guide you. See, that's a practical example. And I want you to understand that. You cannot be mean as the devil, hateful as the devil, disrespectful as the devil towards God. All disrespect ultimately goes against God. If God has commanded a wife to respect and reverence her husband and she chooses not to do that, she is disrespecting God. If a child dishonors and disrespects his or her parents, the disrespect does not stop at the parents. This disrespect goes past the parents to God because he told them to obey and honor their parents. Same thing on a job. You don't respect your boss who hired you. You don't do what your boss tells you to do. You want to shuck and jive. You want to skate. Well, that does not stop with the boss. Now, the boss is going to be the one who fires you, but uh, that goes past the boss against God who told you to obey your employer and to do what your employer told you to do uh, with a Christ-like spirit. Same thing with the government. Now you don't you don't sin uh, you don't um, sin against God because the government told you to do so. But you respect the government, and God has told you to pray for the government and people in government and to respect them and give them their due. You don't withhold taxes. Because you don't like what the president has done, you better pay your taxes or you're going to be going to jail. See, 
But God told you to do that. Jesus himself, who owns everything, paid his taxes. Okay? So, what I'm saying to you, if you're born again, that's going to show up in your life. If you have Jesus Christ in you like you say you do, that's going to show up in your life every time. You may not grow as fast as someone else, but you're going to grow and conform into the image of Christ. Now, that's just reality. Otherwise, you're going to be chastised unless you are a bastard. That means you're not saved. Spurgeon continues, again, it refers to joy and gladness. For white robes were holiday dresses, if you will, among the Jews. They who have not defiled their garments shall have their faces always bright. They shall understand what Solomon meant when he said, Go thy way, eat thy bread with joy, and drink thy wine with a merry heart, because you're not guilty of sin. You can enjoy a good meal and a good glass of wine. One glass of wine. Oh yes, it's all good. Let thy garments be always white, for God hath accepted thy works. He who is accepted of God shall wear white garments of joy and gladness, while he walks in sweet communion with the Lord Jesus Christ. When so many doubts, pardon me, whence so many doubts, so much misery and mourning, question mark. It is because so many believers defile their garments with sin and error, and hence they lose the joy of their salvation and the comfortable fellowship of the Lord Jesus Christ. They do not hear below walk in white. Listen to me. That's Spurgeon. I, wanna, I want to piggyback on that and just tell you, I've been preaching this for years. Why all of the depression? Why all of the sadness? Why all of the madness? Why your face is always turned up in a stink position? No joy, no peace, never happy about anything. You know why? Because you're, you're full of sin and evil, oftentimes the devil in hell. See, your robe is not white, it's filthy, it's dirty, it stinks because of your sin. That's why you always have a stink look on your face. Never satisfied about nothing. Never happy about anything. No joy. No peace. Why? Because of sin in your life. Rebelliousness in your heart, mind, soul, and spirit. Pride and stubbornness. Lust and evil. Rebelliousness and meanness and hatred. Ladies and gentlemen, as we continue, the promise also refers to walking in white before the throne of God. Those who have not defiled their garments here shall most certainly walk in white up there, up yonder, where the white-robed hosts sing perpetual hallelujahs to the Most High. They shall possess joys inconceivable, Happiness beyond a dream, bliss which imagination knoweth not, blessedness which even the stretch of desire hath not reached the undefiled in the way. 
the undefiled in the way. The undefiled in the way shall have all this not of merit nor of works but of grace. They shall walk with Christ in white for he has made them worthy. In his sweet company they shall drink of the living fountains of waters. See, grace will save your soul. Grace will keep you saved. But grace will also help you and make you live holy and godly and respect God and fear God and reverence God. Make no mistake about it. If you're still wicked as the devil and you love sin more than you love righteousness uh, and you love Satan more than you love God, you're lost and on your way to hell and you need to be saved. Ladies and gentlemen, as we move over to the family verses, to the family segment, we're still in Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 through 20. And yes, this passage belongs in the family segment. Because if you don't understand this passage, <clears throat> your family is going to be destroyed. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole arm of God. You need to do this every day for your family to thrive and to survive that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. You need to understand that verse right there. I told you about that last night. I'm not going to dwell there tonight. But that's the reason why my wife and I, that verse, are still married for 35 years. <coughs> for I told my wife a long time ago, as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord up in here. And whatever it takes, that's what we're going to do against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand. So we see from two verses that you need to put on the whole arm of God every day. You say, Preacher, how do you put on the whole arm of God? Here's what I do. Because of God's grace, I ask Him to do it for me. Because he, he no doubt probably wants the whole arm of God on me more than I do. And so I asked the Lord in prayer. God put upon, a, put upon me and my family the whole arm of God. And I pray without ceasing about it. That he would do that. For his glory to protect us from the bullets and the bows and the cannons and the nuclear weapons that the devil shoots at us. Let's pray for others. Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, even tonight, once again, place upon us the whole arm of God. And Lord, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, do the same for all Christian families. Save all families that don't know your Savior. 
Have mercy and grace upon those of us who are saved, and forgive us, Lord, of our sins, our wicked sins, of disobeying the great commandment and the great commission. We've done evil in your sight, and Lord, you know that we have failed you, generally speaking. We have failed you, Lord Jesus Christ. We have failed the church. We have failed our families. We have failed uh, We have failed the family. We have failed uh, the communities in which we live. And we have failed uh, this nation and the world. Uh, Lord, help us to repent of our sins and to do what you told us to do, to do the first works. And Holy Father God, we pray <clears throat> in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and we thank you for the millions, uh, or rather we pray for the millions who are hurting because of the coronavirus plague and now we got a triple threat going on right now. China is getting ready to break loose uh, and the flu has broken loose. RVP or something like that has broken loose along with coronavirus breaking loose in Los Angeles. And so, Lord, uh, before that, of course, millions have died around the globe. And we pray that you'll comfort all of those families. But we pray also not only for the millions, but for the few by name. We pray, Lord, for the family and friends of Texas resident Glenda Barton. We pray for the family and friends of Ohio resident Craig Rice. We pray for the family and friends of Massachusetts resident Chad Gosselin. We commit all of these souls into your hands. Let your will be done in their lives and Lord, uh, in, uh, and in our lives as well. Holy Father God, we pray for the thousands who have sent in prayer requests down through the years. Thank you for giving us the grace and strength to pray for thousands down through the years. And thank you, Lord, for the thousands of prayers that have gone up and have been answered by you. We pray now, Lord, for salvation and spiritual, family and life, financial and material, protection and provision, mental and physical blessings, to fall down upon these thousands, those who are still living, living, and these new prayer requests as well, Pastor Bushibi, we thank you for providing them with a, a land parcel. Please bless them with the resources they need to start a church near the secondary school with uh, and provide for the upcoming Women's Conference and Youth Conference. Bless it, Lord, in a powerful way. Pray for Brother Ray Williams. Give him your grace and strength and the power of your Holy Spirit to witness to the lost across India. We pray for the salvation of the perishing souls in India by your miracle-working power. We pray for Ravi. Please bless him with the donations he needs to make this Christmas event a success and uh, uh, to give clothes, food, water, shoes, socks, and blankets to the poor children in Pakistan. We pray for Jensen. Please bless him with the Holy Spirit's mighty anointings, with all spiritual, physical, soul blessings, divine intervention, protection, wisdom, uh, connections, and wealth, blessings. Bless him with anointings according to your will and gifts of the Holy Spirit, power of authority and fruits of the Holy Spirit. Help him to do your ministry mightily in Jesus Christ's name. Deliver him 
from all curses and satanic evil works. Protect him from the coronavirus plague. Do that for all of us and bless him with prosperity and his own house in a blessed and with a blessed atmosphere. And Holy Father God, we pray for the people who have heard the gospel through this ministry. We pray for the thousands who have heard the gospel and who have gotten saved by your grace. But we pray for a few by name. We pray for Sospita, Rossi, Dave, Cosmos, and Govin. We pray, Lord, for the people who have recommitted their lives to Christ as well. We pray for the thousands and we pray for a few by name. Tanisha, Nanita, Raju, Alex and Carissa. We commit all of these souls into your hands. Let your will be done in their lives and in ours. Thank you, Lord, for the great services tonight. Thank you, Lord, for all you have done to set us up to have them. We pray now for the salvation of the lost. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and for his sake. Amen. Now, dear friend of mine, if you missed the preaching of the gospel earlier, allow me to say to you what Jesus Christ said, which are the most important words ever said in the history of the world to mankind. Hear them and believe them. For Jesus Christ said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ tonight and get your soul saved from the power of your sin that makes you miserable and get your soul saved from the punishment of hell which will be forever. Hell is forever. The burning is forever. The torment is forever. The pain is forever. For Jesus Christ preached more on hell than anybody else in the Bible. And he preached more on hell than he did about heaven. If you were to die tonight and you have not truly believed in the Lord Jesus Christ and prayed and asked him to save you, you would drop off into hell. So believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and thou you shall be saved. If you want to be saved tonight, Follow me in the sinner's prayer. Repeat after me phrase by phrase and mean it from your heart. Holy Father God, I admit that I am a sinner, that I have broken your Ten Commandments. I've done evil in your sight. For Jesus Christ's sake, please forgive me of all of my sins. As I now believe with all of my heart in your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, <clears throat> who I believe suffered, bled, and died on the cross for my sins, was buried and rose on the third day by your power. Lord Jesus Christ, please come into my heart and into my spirit and save my soul tonight. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and help me to change. Help me to repent of my sins. Help me to turn from my evil life. 
and to follow you in the newness of life. In Jesus Christ's name I pray and for his sake. Amen. Now, dear friend of mine, if you believed in the Lord Jesus Christ with all of your heart and you prayed and asked him to save you in sincerity, then according to the word of God and the word of Jesus Christ, you are now saved from that awful place called hell and now you have a home in heaven when you die. To help you grow in the faith, please go to gospellightsociety.com and tap my book titled, What to Do After You Enter Through the Door. Jesus Christ said, I am the door. Download that book free of charge and start reading it. Also, on that same page, you will see podcasts populating at the bottom. Start clicking on the podcast. They will lead you to uh, nearly 50 different podcasts dealing, uh, no, thousands of podcasts dealing with 50 different, nearly 50 different subjects that will help you to grow in the faith. Uh, another way you can do that is go to Google, type in uh, Gospel Light Society podcast or Daniel Wright III podcast and you can get there that way as well. So until next time, my beloved, um, make sure that you pray without ceasing, that you read the Word of God, try to read three to five chapters a day. Uh, it will change your life. And always remember the motto of the Marines, Simplify, Always Faithful, and the motto of the Air Force, Semper Supra, Always Above. Keep your heart and mind stayed on the Lord above, and he'll keep you in perfect peace. Lord willing, if the Lord tarries is coming and we live, we'll see you tomorrow. God bless you, dear friends. Until next time as the music plays.